You're listening to Hive Hoops, a Charlotte Hornets podcast. Here's your host, Joshua Balta. Hornets win! Hornets win! Hornets win! Man, we have not had this feeling since the month of October. October 29th to be exact. It had been over two weeks and eight straight losses for the Charlotte Hornets. Back in the win column. On a winning streak now. Forget the losing streak. Hornets are back on the winning track after defeating the Orlando Magic in Orlando, 112-105. to This had one of those feelings of a must-win. It's crazy to say. Hey, I, I'm your host, Joshua Balta. We jumping right in this morning. Finally got that good feeling back, right? So we jumping right in. If there was a must-win game in the month of November, anytime in recent Hornets history, this was it. It sounds crazy. There's 65-plus games remaining. It Almost an entire season ahead of the Hornets. But if there is a must-win scenario and situation in mid-November, this was it. The Hornets could not afford to drop another game to an Orlando Magic team who once again was missing multiple players in their rotation. It could not happen. The Hornets could not afford to drop two games to one of the worst teams in the NBA down multiple of their players within the first month of the season. It could not happen. And the Hornets came out and they took care of business. I I mean... Even Ashley Shamadi said in the post-game uh, interview with Teo Maladon, this almost felt like a must-win. It's crazy to say, but that's how much of a slide the Hornets have been on the past two-plus weeks. Eight straight losses, including... Losses to teams who were missing multiple of their players. I've been harping on that in prior episodes. How, yes, the Hornets have been without multiple starters, multiple rotation players, including their all-star in LaMelo Ball. But these other teams that the Hornets have been losing to have been as well. And so for the Hornets to bounce back, take care of business, it feels good. Now, do we want to get ahead of ourselves and start you know, you know, just getting too hype on this team? No. Stay measured. It's the Orlando Magic. The Hornets should win this game. The Hornets losing by 20 earlier in Orlando in the season was just an embarrassment. Flat-out embarrassment. But the Hornets came back. They took care of business. And they got the win on Monday night. Moving to 4-11 and 11 on the season. 15 games in, 7 games under 500. But you, got, you have to start somewhere. LaMelo Ball's back. He played Saturday night against the Heat. He struggled, didn't shoot it well from three. I thought that he had some good looks. He had some 
shots that should have fallen. I mean, I guess you can't quite say that they should have fallen, but they looked good. He wasn't just clanking and airballing and bricking shot after shot. He had some that looked like they were going to go down, and then they ended up not. He finishes with 17, 9, and 4. He still struggled from three. He took a lot of threes in this game. He took 15. He hit four of them. All right. The Hornets were up double digits for most of the game. And so LaMelo trying to work out some kinks, different things, I'm fine with. All right? Game, simulation, he's in there, work it out. Flow within the offense, take shots that are open. He forced a few to be expected, honestly. But I don't mind LaMelo trying to work himself back into game shape and game mentality after missing the first 13 games of the, of the season following the entire break of the offseason. I mean, this is just his second game since, what, last April? That counted? Sure, had some preseason games. It looked like in the preseason that's what he was doing as well knocking off a bit of rust, shooting some shots that, I don't know, I, I, I don't want to say that he normally wouldn't take because, man, that kid will he'll pull from anywhere at any time. He, I mean, he went one of nine on Saturday, and he came back and he shot 15 threes last night. He could miss 100 shots in a row, and he's going to pull up that 101st shot, and he's going to have full confidence that it's going in. I mean, the swagger from our 21-year-old all-star is through the roof. And so not, you can't say that he just had a great game, but he did the usual LaMelo things. Had some great dimes. That one to uh, Jalen McDaniels in the fast break was beautiful. Just wrapped it right around Bowl Bowl. He had a couple Saturday night. I mean, he's doing LaMelo ball things where he is distributing. He puts pressure on the defense. He finds the open shooters. He finds the open big down low. He's doing things to affect winning, even if his shot's not following. So, I mean, yeah. If he's missing, if he's not shooting well from the floor, then yes, I mean, I wouldn't call them wasted possessions, but they're possessions in which you didn't get the best look or maybe you forced something. Honestly, I mean, with where the team currently is, still missing multiple rotation players, you want your all-star taking those shots. You want him working out the kinks. You want him to be aggressive. So, no, that doesn't bother me, and I'm not worried about LaMelo Ball going 4-15 from 3. I'm just not. He did other things to affect winning. He's going to pass. He's going to find open guys. He's going to put pressure on the defense. He does a great job of getting to the rim, or at least in the lane. He needs to work on finishing once again. The biggest issue that I have with LaMelo, and I think all of the fan base would agree, these early fouls that he picks up, these just boneheaded fouls, 
he acquires early in the game. These have got to stop. He had two fouls within the first four minutes of the game, causing him to go to the bench. Now, he came back quite strong. He didn't foul again in the game, which I don't necessarily want that either. He finished with two fouls. He had two fouls in the first four minutes, and then he didn't foul again. I want him to be aggressive. That's one of his best attributes defensively is just his defensive instincts. Sometimes it gets him in trouble, but you don't want him to lose that part of himself and that part of his game. You just want him to be smarter and pick those moments better. And so he cannot be fouling twice within the first four minutes. Clifford went back to him at the end of the first quarter, trusted him. I was very surprised, extremely. LaMelo came back in at the end of the first quarter. He did a good job of not picking up that third. He didn't pick up another foul for the rest of the game. Which, like I said, I don't quite want that either. I want him to still remain aggressive, and if he gets a foul or two, that's okay. But I was glad to see that he did not get himself back into foul trouble in the first half and was able to play the rest of the game. And, I mean, even with those early 2000 having to come to the bench, a welcome sight for many Hornets fans, many of you on Twitter, many of you within the fan base that were clamoring for LaMelo to play more last season. Even with the two early fouls, he still ended up with 34 minutes, which I think is something that all Hornets fans were excited to see, even with him having to go to the bench. Mason Plumley leading the Hornets in scoring last night. That's haven't been able to say that very much in uh, these these past two seasons. That Mason Plumley led the Hornets in scoring. That may be the first. I didn't check it. I should have. But that was a high, uh, a career high with the Hornets for Mason Plumley with 18 points. He added 11 boards. Good performance from Plumley. Now, do you have to put an asterisk next to this? Because it was the magic. I don't want to take away from him. That's not what I'm trying to do here. But we have to be measured. This was the Orlando magic. Did not have, I mean, just a true big that really puts fear into you. You know, when when you look at it, on paper, this roster, this team, this Orlando Magic team does not offer what other teams do. And so this was a good game for Plumley to get going, and he did. And so have to give him credit where credit is due. He came out. He played well. He outplayed Nick Richards. That's okay to say. Now, does that mean that we still need to be going to Plumley down the stretch in close games in the fourth quarter? I don't think that we need to say that. But as has been stated prior on previous episodes, Plumlee's been playing well quarters one through three, and he had, he's done some good things in the fourth quarter as well. It's just relying on him in those moments can be frustrating, especially when the game tightens. When the game tightens, 
and you're not running your normal offense and you take away some of the strengths that Plumlee gives you offensively, and then you're asking him to guard on the perimeter because many other teams are going small, and then he doesn't offer that rim protection, anything like that, that's when it gets tough to back and support maybe the decision to play him in the fourth quarter. I And as I've said before, not railing on Clifford. It's early. He's working with what he has to work with. It is what it is. But Plumlee had a good game last night. And it was good. It was good to see. He was finishing at the rim. He's shooting 65% from the free throw line this year. That lefty, it's ugly. Holy, oh, it's ugly. But he's doubled his percentage from last year, which is just, I mean, you got to be happy about that. It's not, it's not killing the team when he, it's not a wasted possession because he's shooting 36% like he did last season. You can work with the free throw percentage in the 60s. You can work with that. And so, hey, Plumley, good job, man. Good job. PJ had a bounce back game. He went 14, 6, and 5. So 14 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. Good to see him rebounding. Hornets lead tweeted out after the first quarter. He already had three. He tripled his performance, which isn't saying much. From Saturday night where he only recorded one rebound, you can't have that out of your stretch four player. You're starting power forward. You cannot have that. He has to be more aggressive on the boards. He has to come down with rebounds. He did a better job tonight, dropping 14. Hornets had seven players. All right? Hornets had seven players in double figures, including six with 14-plus. All five starters in double figures. Jalen McDaniels, Teo Maladon, rounding it out. That's great production across the board. I know I've highlighted LaMelo, Plumley, and now PJ. Want to show some love to these other guys. Balanced scoring output on the night. Hornet scoring is up. Had five straight games where they were just struggling to even break 100. Now they're in the they're scoring in the 100 teens. These last two games with Lamelo, no surprise there. That scoring is up. Defense is still right where it needs to be. Hornets have had some good defensive uh, performances lately. They've been keeping these other teams in the 90s, low 100s. It's just our offensive numbers have been atrocious. Bottom three in the league, but now that we have Lamelo back, we can see that uptick in scoring. To be expected. Need that defense to stay the same. Need DSJ to get healthy. We'll see Cody hopefully sometime in January in the new year. Hayward, we'll see. Uh, no speculation. I, no clue. We'll, we'll see. But good bounce-back performance from many of these players. Harry Rozier, Kelly Oubre, tied. Plus 17. Those were game highs, team highs for the Hornets. Good performances there. Kelly Oubre being active defensively. Five steals. Just a good performance from this Hornets team. It got a little closer than they wanted to at the end. The Hornets, they kept fouling. 
Charlotte could not stop fouling at the end of the game. They're up nine, up ten, and they continued in the last like 35 seconds fouling and sending the magic to the line. It got a little too close, got a little uncomfortable there for a second. Got to be smarter in those late-game situations, but overall, good performance. Had a Kai Jones showing. Get the emojis, uh, emoji eyes out. Two minutes for Kai Jones. <laughs> hey, it's two, it's two more minutes than what he's been getting, right? He got a block in that time. He didn't do anything else. I mean, two minutes, right? But he got a block in that time. No JT Thor. That, w- that was different than what we have seen in previous games. JT Thor's been getting decent run. There have been many people who cover the Hornets, who create content for the Hornets, many fans in the fan base, people on Twitter, people on social media, saying, hey, this JT experience needs to go. It did last night. Coach's decision. DNP. He did not play. Is this going to be something we see moving forward? Are we going to see Kai Jones slide into the rotation while some of our players are healing from injuries? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, two two minutes isn't much. But could we see that, that flop happen between JT Thor and Kai Jones is something to, to monitor. It is definitely something to keep an eye on. Because JT, he offers you next to nothing offensively. His shot just... There's nothing there. And then defensively, I think what the... What the deciding factor was... He got beat numerous times on backdoor cuts against the Heat. Now, the Heat are a good backdoor cutting team. It is a staple of their offense. But when JT's not giving you elite, I don't want to say elite, and because, I mean, he's just too young and doesn't have those credentials even close. But when he's not giving you good, solid defense, he's not offering much. And so put Energizer Bunny. Kai Jones out there and see what happens. Okay. Another player to monitor, James Booknight, only had four minutes last night, zero in the second half. And this is with Dennis Smith Jr. out. This is with Cody Martin out. This is with Gordon Hayward out, who can also slide, not usually, but he can be the two at moments, depending upon who's available, foul uh, situation, different things like that. This is with multiple of your guards out. James Booknight only registering four minutes last night. And this has been stated possibly even more than the JT Thor comments. James Booknight has struggled. He's just not offering you enough in a game to warrant minutes and I know I'm I'm being patient with James Booknight I don't want to say that he's a bust I don't want to say that he can't play in this league I don't want to say any of those things he just doesn't know he struggles in the mental parts of the game situational basketball 
when to take the shot, when not to take the shot, when to move the ball. He's just young. He didn't get a lot of run last season. Some people are saying this is basically his rookie year. I'm not, I don't buy that. I mean, sure, he didn't play much last season, but he was playing in the G League. He did receive some minutes. He practiced an entire season with NBA players against an all-star, against former all-stars. I don't buy that this is basically his rookie season because it's not. It's just not. But is he still in the first steps of his career? He is. But he hasn't played well enough to warrant any minutes, and you don't just get handed minutes in this league. Tail Maladon completely outplayed him. Terry Rozier offering what Terry offers. LaMelo ball back. Writing's on the wall. When this team is healthy, James Booknight is going to be glued to that bench, barring injury. It just is what it is. And so for all the people who were looking to this season, wanting more book night, he had the opportunities. And he will likely, depending upon foul trouble, depending upon how long the Hornets continue to play without key rotational players, will receive more opportunities. But the fact of the matter is he has not taken advantage of them. He shows bursts. He shows flashes and moments, but he's not putting together enough of a performance in order to warrant NBA minutes. He's just not. Good bounce back win from the boys in purple and teal. Four and 11 on that winning streak. It's a good feeling. Just good to be back. All right. Just good to be back in the win column. At the end of the day, even if it's against the Magic, no big projections, no, you know, being overly dramatic and stepping over the bounds and, oh, we're back. Nothing like that. Enjoy the win. Good performance. A lot to work on still, but it was good to see a win from the team in Charlotte. It just was. Thanks for dropping in on another episode of. Hive Hoops, I'm your host, Joshua Balta. Until next time, adios. Thanks for listening to Hive Hoops, presented by The Lead. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to leave a review and let us know what you thought of the episode. Thanks again from Hive Hoops. Hoops.